Hi, welcome guys. Episode 7 of the DNA Show. Uh, I'm Ian. And I'm Damien. Welcome. Um, today we're going to talk about, uh, we're just going to kind of free flow and jam on the subject of uh, mentality while you're doing CrossFit and actually just while you're training and all that good stuff. So, yeah. um, Damien, I think you have some ideas. Where do you where do you want to start with this idea? I mean, I, we've got a lot to talk about. There's it's never ending subject. Yeah, um, I think the main thing I want to talk about today is um, competitiveness, and that doesn't not necessarily in the sense of actually competing in the sport of fitness, but more so in the people that we interact with in our gym and how they compete with other people. Mm -hmm. So I want to start off by talking about the whiteboard. Mm -hmm. So I have my own reservations about the whiteboard. I think it's a really useful tool. Mm -hmm. I just want to hear your opinion on it. And and I'm talking about like uh, posting your score and looking at other people's score for the workout of the day. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think there's lots of pros and cons for the whiteboard. Um, The biggest pros are the, the sense of community and like the just the the ritual of being like hey i'm 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 interacting with all these people and i'm among all these people i'm not alone and i'm doing all these i'm basically suffering and doing the same kind of stimulus as everyone else Mm -hmm. um and you know just i think accountability to that is Mm -hmm. is pretty big but yeah i there's a lot of cons to the the competitive nature of what people perceive that is the intention of what we're doing and i don't think that that is not how I view um, CrossFit, and or at least my clients' experience, that I actually want them to better themselves and not compare themselves to others. Mm-hmm. I think some people do better with this than, than, than others. Yeah. yeah. I think one really useful tool of the whiteboard, in addition to what you said, is that it makes people work harder. Yeah. Like, if you know that someone's watching you, you're going to change your behavior. True. And it's like, oh, I know that I'm going to be posting my score, so I should probably push pretty hard. Mm-hmm. That's one aspect. And then on the flip side, the major thing that I I don't love about the whiteboard is how people utilize it. So it's not actually the whiteboard itself that's the issue. It's how people use it. So Ben Bergeron talks about this a lot. He talks about how often you should compete in quotes, not Mm -hmm. like a competition, but competing in the sense that, like, say I walk in in the morning and I see Harrison in the workout at 6 a.m. and he did, like, five minutes. And automatically I want to compete with Harrison so I'm going to do whatever it takes to try to go sub five minutes and that might mean that I take shortcuts during the workout not like I cut reps I mean some people do but um, more specifically like I'm gonna maybe sacrifice some movement quality just to perform or to go faster and I would rather I could still look at Harrison's time and say that's a goal for me to beat but I'm still gonna do what's best for me to get there right and not try to sacrifice all the other things just for the sake of finishing faster than Harrison. Yeah, that brings up the idea of uh, performance versus training, right? All of a sudden mm-hmm. you're in performance mode, um, but that's not the gen. That's not the stimulus that's trying to be elicited in that, mm-hmm. on that day, and you can't do that day to day because then you're going to get into burnout, mm-hmm. right? And that just gets into comparing where I'm at to where other people are at, mm-hmm. and it's it's a common complaint. Um, maybe not verbally, but you can just see it in some people where they want what other people have, but they don't want to do what other people do. Right. Like you can see someone come in and do really well in the workout, and 
you also come in and do a workout, but you don't see all the other hours they put in training. You don't see what their nutrition looks like, their sleep, all the strides they're doing to, to recover, but you just want to be like them, but don't want to do what it takes. Hmm. And um, I think that is a really good way to burn yourself out and just set set yourself up for some really negative self-talk. Yeah, and I think you're talking about a specific individual who has a competitive nature, mm-hmm. right? So I would... I think that's still maybe a small percentage of our clientele. Um, So just, yeah, I think, I think people come in here and, and if you have a competitive nature in general, that's, that's going to be your lens. Mm -hmm. You come into the class and you come into thinking what CrossFit is, is actually a competition. And it, I don't think that that's all that people see it as, but that's their, their main lens. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, granted, I, I'm guilty of that for my yeah. in my past for sure, um, but what does that do to when injuries happen and what happen? How do you deal when you're not succeeding, quote unquote, mm-hmm. um, to the ability that you want to? And is that you know what what is your underlying motivation and your why for actually training? Is it getting a little diluted, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk about social media Ooh. and its impact on self talk and action so I was I thought this uh, a while back and I'm going to try to verbalize it as clearly as possible so I think social media is a really cool platform if you use it correctly but I also hate it at the same time and I try to use it as little as possible but I've worked with a lot of clients that spend a lot of time on let's say Instagram and a lot of time looking at like regionals and games level athletes and to the point where it makes them feel bad about themselves because they compare themselves to those people, which is kind of wild if you've been doing CrossFit for less than a year and you're comparing yourself to the top 1% in the world. But regardless, <clears throat> something I was thinking about is um, relativity. So if you have someone that's been doing CrossFit for, let's say, six months and they go on Instagram first thing in the morning and they look at someone that plays top 200 in the open, and they say, wow, that person did this, they're so much better than me, I must suck, right? And then you take that person that plays top 200 in the open, they open up their phone, they look at a top 20 uh, regionals athlete, they look at something they did, and they're like, wow, that person's so good, I can't do that, I suck. Mm -hmm. You take that top 20 person, they look at, let's say, Rich Froning, they say, wow, he did that, I can't do that, I suck. Rich Froning wakes up, he doesn't look at those people. He does what he does, and that's why he's the 1%. Mm-hmm. And I think that's huge in that you can get so, like, misguided by what everyone else is doing, and you're focused so much on everyone else's performance that you don't actually step back and think, what am, what did I do today that was better than what I did last week, and why is that good enough? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this is a good topic right now with the, the regionals starting tomorrow. Right. In the next three weeks, people watching that and um, it's easy to get caught up in that. Um, yeah, I think the it's uh, it's a I mean, this is not unique to this arena. Right. We no. do this everywhere in our lives. Um, it the, the thing about CrossFit has been so powerful and also in a way to its detriment is that um, with the open and, and the, the sport of CrossFit, people see themselves, they see it as open to them, right? As in the CrossFit open, like it, mm-hmm. there is a possibility that I can be this person because I'm doing the same thing that these mm-hmm. people are. Um, but the gap has widened quite a bit 
And, um, you're, you know, you're not going to go out and play pickup basketball and compare yourself to LeBron James. Yeah. I love that comparison. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's at this point, the sport is not obviously that big, but these people are kind of that good. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're only getting better. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's hard to really compare yourself to it. doesn't mean it's not attainable, but, um, it is, it is kind of a free market in a lot of ways that people can access it. But, um, you know, the, the opportunity is getting less and less. And granted, we're still talking about very specific yeah. people and clientele. But I, it brings back to an idea that I, you know, I had a client once say, um, you know, this sport is just too hard and it, just a regular client. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this isn't, I was like taken aback. I'm like, this isn't a sport. Yeah. You're training. Like, you're just training for your life. Mm-hmm. You're trying to be healthy. And I was a little saddened by that because I thought, and like, have we done that person a disservice to mm-hmm. think that? But I think that was their lens, right? Just kind of comparing. And it gets exhausting to compare yourself to others and hear all the time, yeah. right? And um, I mean, I deal with that quite a bit, mm-hmm. trying to get back into my own training. I'm actually not even really comparing myself to other people. I'm comparing myself to what I used to be able to do. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a tough thing, too, because if you're, your motivation has changed or you've reached your goals and then you're like, then what? What drives you? What's your discipline? And um, and then you, you you can feel a little lost. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so it's it, it the negative talk is is in the mental talk of what's happening while you're training is is key. And then this obviously like filters out into the rest of your life, right? Mm-hmm. So going back to you said you like right now you compare yourself to what you used to be. So I'm assuming when you used to be competitive in CrossFit, mm-hmm. right? So what do you think would be a better time frame for you to compare yourself to? Um, that's a good question. I mean, maybe yeah. why I started working out in the first place, why I found CrossFit in the first place. Um, or even a few months ago. Maybe a few months ago or you know, a year ago. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, it's interesting for me because I, you know, I sacrificed a lot. I'm not sacrificed, but I, I went through a lot to get to where I was and I knew it was a temporary state but um I worked really really hard and mm-hmm. I don't really want to work that hard anymore <laughs> yeah, yeah that's valid now, at I least wa- you admit it I mean I know just working out is hard in general but yeah. I don't want to work that hard yeah. I don't want to put myself through that kind of effort and suffering and but I but it's hard because I I'm still attached to wanting to look the way I, I looked mm-hmm. um and there's a lot of, you know, that that's a lot to kind of swallow. Yeah. And, uh, but I, you know, I, I recognize that I, my motivation and, and my mentality can be totally different and doing it for me just to feel good. And, and basically what most people come in to our doors wanting is just to, just to feel good, to take off stress, to do something for themselves, have a good, you know, take your mind off everything else. I mean, that's what I'm trying to really focus on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah. So you talked about, you admit that you don't want to work <laughs> as hard as you used to. And yeah. I think that's, that's kind of noble and that's really cool for you to say because it's, you're being honest. And a lot of people aren't honest with themselves. Yeah. Like a lot, um, the small percentage of people again, but there's some people in our gym that on the outside seem like they want to be competitive in the sport across it, but are not really willing to do what it takes. I think it, it, it would be a lot for them to just to say that mm-hmm. and it would maybe save them some time but I think there's also an interesting demographic of people that 
push themselves too hard, but are still hard on themselves. So I'm thinking about a specific group of people, and they're mostly former collegiate athletes. Mm -hmm. So they're currently in chronic pain from sport, uh, from their sporting history, but yet they push themselves so hard and then get into more pain. And it's like this negative feedback loop, whereas every day you come into the gym, you're in pain, you hurt yourself more, you leave in more pain. Mm -hmm. And it's just every day it's that cycle and that really builds on you over time and then mm -hmm. eventually I, it's just going to end, I think, for some people or else you'll just keep pushing yourself until maybe something else happens. But I don't know, can you talk about your athletic history and what, what might play into that kind of mentality where I, I have to push as hard as I can instead of maybe taking a few steps back and trying to solve the problem first? Yeah, I mean, I think it's what collegiate athletes, most of them I've, I've, I've known, including myself, just they know how to work hard. They know what it takes. They know what it feels like. They know the high from it, right? And um, and just generally have a high work ethic, right? So um, to do less just feels incomplete. And that's in, but also I think from my own experience is that it's a huge part of your identity. So when your identity is at play there, then that becomes a real mental uh, challenge. And, uh, and to let that go and what that means and how you're perceived by your... I think it has probably to do with more how you perceive yourself. Mm -hmm. When you start seeing that your athleticism starts to slip, um, it can be a little bit of a crisis. Um, and what's your meaning for it? Because working out was connected to performance, pre present connected to your identity um and then what so like changing it and doing a 180 to something like just feeling good just staying generally in shape mm -hmm. is a, is it something that it, they don't have a lot of experience with sure um and it's easy to start beating yourself up and starting to compare to yourself and others but i mean i think you know i think everyone does that to a certain degree and that's why crossfit can be intimidating mm -hmm. um but that's also why we're all here because we're all in this together. And I think the majority of our clients don't feel that way, but they're inspired by being around other people. But it, I'm curious to know, because I think we all probably have something, some kind of self-talk going on when we're working out that mm -hmm. can inhibit us. And so if we can get that out in the open and um, really dig deep into see what that is, um, then we can all actually just grow more in our own training. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's can you think of anyone in the gym, and you don't have to name their name, but someone that always has a positive attitude regardless of what the outcome of a workout is? Yeah, I can think of one. What do you think goes on in their head, like before they do a workout, during, and then after a workout? Um, well, I would say, uh, although this person is very competitive, um, never really self. Um, doubts or no, doesn't speak negative of himself or um, even if he doesn't succeed in what he's trying to do he has fun mm -hmm. he's always having fun and um, he's always laughing mm -hmm. and always like just being kind of jolly about it and I think that I've always thought that he has just some the best attitude because mm -hmm. he's just going for it he knows how to push hard and but he also isn't I mean granted maybe I don't know the inner workings but it just seems like he just he's like oh didn't get it today try mm -hmm. back try again tomorrow mm -hmm. just 
kind of mentality, and I, and I love that, and I admire it, because um, I think he's able to perform better than others would expect of him because of just his mental game. I think fun is key. Yeah. Do you think that he still has expectations for himself? Yeah, sort of, yeah. Yeah, but he's realistic mm-hmm. with his life, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, he. I think he's got his priorities pretty set, mm-hmm. and he's not... You know, I don't think he has any delusions, and um, he's just generally knows how to like. Um, generally knows how to just. He just wants to grow as an individual, and I think that is another piece of the puzzle. Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> One last thing I want to talk about is um, focusing on the process instead of the result. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of people that say like, trust the process and just focus on the process. I think. The one thing I like about that, well, not one thing, but the main thing is that um, your the result that you want will never be enough, but the process will always be enough. So what I mean by that is I think we're never satisfied as people, regardless of where we get to, for, for most of us, and I think there's some people that are always satisfied, but... For example, like if I really wanted a 300-pound clean, once I get to that clean, there's always another weight that I want to hit. So it's never that much better to get to my result. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's my opinion on it. Um, so what's your opinion? Yeah, I mean, I, the process is... The, is it, it is about the process. If you don't enjoy the process, you're not going to really find success, right? Um, am I answering that question? I think, yeah. I, I, I mean, I think you're right on right. there. I, it, it, that's, that's just the nature of growth, right? Mm-hmm. It, for, doesn't matter what the, the, the area of growth is, is that you, you just, there's no end game. Mm-hmm. There's no place to get. I think that's fine as long as you, you take the small wins. Mm-hmm. Like every time you hit a personal record, that should be a huge accomplishment. Even if it's like two point five pounds or whatever it is, that's the best you've ever done. Mm-hmm. That's that's great. I, re- I read a really interesting quote the other day. Um, it was from Mentality Wad. Um, she wrote something about like if you're not if you're not happy about not hitting the PR or you know getting the time, then you're not going to be happy when you hit it. Right. Right. If if you're not satisfied, if if you feel like you're not your self worth is in jeopardy when you don't make the lift or whatever or hit that PR then you're when you actually achieve that you're still not going to be satisfied because that you need to actually it's like you win or you learn that's mm-hmm. it yeah, like okay. there's no losing you learn and you have an opportunity to to turn around and and um do it again mm-hmm. right and so um gotta I think it's it's really hard to check ourselves on that um but uh yeah I think that the people that have the most can do this the longest and have the in just just are just in love with the process of it. Mm-hmm. They just love waking up every day and just doing it. Yeah. And the rit it's a ritual. It's something that feels good. Staying um, connected to your why of why you're here deep down, like not because you just like want to see what you're capable of doing, but like why do you want to see what you're capable of doing? Why do you want to? Why do you want to lose weight? Why do you want to get stronger? Why does this make you feel good? Sometimes those are tough questions to answer. Yeah, Take definitely. some thought. Yeah, and sometimes you don't even really know, but like if if it was taken away, right, and then it's, it might be easier to answer what what is missing 
when it's not there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Cool. Anything else you want to talk about? Um, I mean, I, this was kind of a broad subject, yeah. um, a little specific to competitive type nature. Mm-hmm. But um, I think there's lessons to be learned in general that if we lose sense of our why and um, what is motivating us, um, sometimes, but in general, motivation is fleeting. Um, there's maybe even more beauty and discipline and uh again just the ritualistic part of taking care of yourself in a world where it's hard to take time for you for you mm-hmm. and uh yeah and then and then the comparative nature of 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 so that comes with social media and we are in a group environment so it's easy to compare to others um just remember that that's should be only used to for positive for the for the positive mm-hmm. right that we got to be careful going too far in the other direction. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Anyway. All right. That's cool. all I got. Yeah. I think that was good. Cool. All right. Check back in next week. See you. Bye.